Hi listeners, stories have so much power and so does whoever controls the narrative. It is time that we dissect and analyze these stories. I am Vipul and this is Vogue Tales. Hi everyone. This is a fairy tale that is completely new to me. A fairy tale from Sweden from the 1988 Ruth Manning Sanders collection, A Cauldron of Witches. Since I traumatized you all with the donkeys last week in episode 75 by reviewing The Donkey Lettuce, I sincerely hope this one contains better fates for all donkeys involved. And apologize in advance if it doesn't. So, on that note, it's story time. It starts off ominously with a boy called Chuck who literally grows up with a gun in his hand. And by the time he's a young man, he's he's a hell of a shot. One day he sees an enormous eagle swooping a small child and hurries to the rescue, shooting the bird dead. The little boy explains to Chuck that he's a troll child and leads Chuck home to his parents' castle where Jock is offered his choice of lavish financial rewards. The troll child, however, has a trick up his sleeve. On his instructions, Jock asks for a gray donkey, a little whistle, and the troll's father's old musket. The troll child also advises Jock go seek service with the king. So off Jock goes to the palace and is immediately hired. He's a good hunter. but the troll gifts allow him to cheat his whistle brings forth any bird or animal that the king desires for his table and the musket never misses and jock is very popular as a result with the king anyway if not with the local wildlife unfortunately for jock there is a courtier who is basically snow white's stepmother without the mirror and he will be the most popular of them all or kill someone trying his name is sir red What's entertaining about this is that an envious Sir Red appears in a completely different fairy tale, Esben and the Witch, and he does exactly the same thing. It's the same man flouncing from coat to coat causing trouble. The king's only daughter and from the sound of it, only child was kidnapped by a witch before Jock arrived to the palace. And in his attempt to get Jock gone, Sir Red goes to the king and announces that Jock knows how to bring the princess home. Jock tries to explain that he knows no such thing, but kings want what they want, and facts don't come into it. Jock has the job of a hero, whether he wants it or not. Jock thinks wistfully of the trolls and their magic, then perks up and blows on the whistle. The gray donkey appears beside him and promptly starts bossing him around. If you will do as I say, it tells him, the princess shall be yours. If you are faint-hearted and try to turn back, we shall all three of us be lost. Jock swings onto the donkey's back and off they go. The witch lives in a palace and greets all comers with a chimera version of herself. Legs of an ostrich, body of a toad, 
neck of a goose and head of an eagle. Chalk desperately wants to look at anything that's not her, but manages to produce a polite greeting and explains that he's here to collect the princess, as if she's been at an abnormally long sleepover. But it's time to go home. The witch grumpily dismisses her monstrous shape and is revealed as an old woman. She has Jock settle his donkey in the stable and then takes Jock inside to the princess. Continuing the feeling that this is a social visit gone a bit wrong, the witch asks the princess if she'd like to go home and the princess says yes, she would. The civilities end there. Jock must find the princess three times over the course of three days or the witch will keep them both. She extends the offer of a bedroom in the palace while the task is underway. But Jock retreats to the stable to consult with the donkey, who, as it turns out, is very good at this game. The next morning, Jock heads unerringly to Princess Sewing Basket and takes out the smallest reel of silk, prompting the princess to appear with a cry of, Here I am! On the second day, Jock goes to the table and starts to slice into a loaf of bread, causing the princess to leap out of it and take her own size again. But the witch has figured out what's happening, and casts a spell to keep the donkey from spying on her. This time, Chalk has to hunt for the princess himself, to no avail. As he shares his fear with the donkey, he spots a horsefly on its back and goes to slap it away, but it is, in fact, the princess, and that's the third time he's found her, even if it was by accident. According to the deal with the witch, they can go home. The witch is so furious that she explodes into Flintstones, and that is... Well, that. The grey donkey disappears and is revealed to have been the troll child all along. You have vanquished our enemy, the old witch, and now you shall be the king over her land, he explains gleefully. He acts as underage coachman, driving Chuck and the princess back to her father's castle, where the two of them quickly get married. The troll child maintains an interest in their lives, acting as Jock's advisor and by so doing, more or less, gets a kingdom of his own. The end. And bye for now. Let me know your thoughts on the story and our discussion by emailing me on woketalespodcast at gmail.com or through social media at woketalespodcast on Instagram and woketalespod on Twitter. And please rate, review, and like Woketales Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can easily access our weekly stories. If you have any story recommendations or if you want to come dissect and analyze a story with me, give me a shout out on email or social media because whatever you do, keep dissecting and keep analyzing.